Yes, Father God, we are in the war. You have won the war, and now it's to stand in having done all to stand. So, Father, we thank you for your will being done in and through your people today, that your kingdom come, that your will be done on earth, in and through us, in the places you've called us to, in the things you've called us to abide in, that you would work with your spirit. Father, I thank you. Jesus had the courage to obey you, to submit to you, to follow you, to trust you, and to go to the cross. And I thank you, Lord, for raising him from the dead. I thank you. This was our justification. I thank you, Lord God. You've given us power over all the power of the enemy and pray that we would start using it, Lord God, to bind, to loose, to declare, to um, love and forgive even our enemies, love and forgive our enemies. Father, I thank you. We take authority right now over this, the powers of darkness, the prince of the power of the air, the God of this world, and all of the lying spirits that have plugged and dulled the eyes, the ears, the hearing of your people. Father God, that you'd um, pull out the ear st- plugs and that we would begin to hear what you're saying to us and be discerning as to who and what we're listening to. I thank you, Jesus, for the promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, deed done, action taken uh, will be able to be used by the enemy to, he- to hinder us, to bring delay, discouragement, destruction, defeat. And Father, we do take authority over the spirits of delay that have uh, bound your people, your church, hindered the work, the return of Jesus Christ, everything else, everything that seems to be we're waiting, 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 cause us in this waiting to prevail against our enemy. And we thank you now for wisdom. We ask that you'd cause us to speak as the oracles of God and that the people who are listening would have ears to hear and be super encouraged, Father, in Jesus' name. We love you guys. Now, the question is, are you listening? That's what we're going to be talking about today. What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Are you hearing? Are you listening? So, can I? Can, yeah, go ahead, Jay. Yeah, well, it's so important. I, I just uh, I remember uh, many many years ago when I was a child years ago. That was a long, time. long, long time ago. People would when radios first came out, people would listen to the radios. Mm-hmm. Okay, they would listen to the radio way back in the day. You had an actually battery like a car battery, and you listened to the radio. And, and it's interesting, too, where I remember before there was, what, digital radio, you'd sometimes you'd, you'd turn the dial yeah. by hand mm-hmm. on the radio. To find the to station. To find the station. Yeah. Well, sometimes you'd get in between stations. There was no such thing as FM stations. It was all AM stations. And you would turn the dial and sometimes you were kind of between stations. And so you'd get so you'd static. get sometimes two or three stations yep. coming in. One station would kind of come in, then the and then, then it would fade out and another one would come in and you would hear from about three different stations, but you couldn't really tell what's going on. Right. It's kinda of like the way it is now. There's mm-hmm. just so many Bombarding of coming mm, at us from everywhere, from all different directions. That it's hard to tune in and to hear and to know what you're listening to. And I, I think one of the important, interesting verses that st- I've, I've remembered for many years is Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. 
Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, dwell, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, which has eyes to see, but does not see, and ears to hear, but does not hear, for they are a rebellious house. So he is saying, he's giving us a clue that deafness, uh, you know, blindness, spiritual blindness, come from a spirit of rebellion. He says, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house. And indeed, we dwell in the midst of a rebellious world filled with uh, rebellion against God. You know, rebellion, really, ultimately, the bottom line on rebellion is rejection of God's love, of God's truth. It's embracing the alternative, embracing the lies, uh, the lies about God's goodness and about his truth, about his son, about salvation, um, and then causes us to turn away from God to find another set of solutions or another path other than the true one from God. So turning away in rebellion bring a sense of dullness, dullness of hearing and double-mindedness and a, vo- and, and, and a vul- vulnerability to deception. Yeah, in Romans chapter 11, verse 8, just as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor. Mm-hmm. And stupor is the word from which we get stupid, right? <laughs> Eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear to this very day. He's speaking of the nation of Israel that as as a whole, not everybody, yeah. but as a whole, the word of God would come for centuries through the prophets, mm-hmm. speaking clearly the word of God. They wouldn't hear. They refused. They rejected to, it. They rejected yep. it, rejected it, rejected it. Oh. If you direct the, reject the word of the Lord long enough, what God says, okay, then. Mm-hmm. He you, sends a strong dis- d- delusion that they send, should believe a lie. God a will send a strong mm-hmm. delusion that you shall believe And a stupor. Lie. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, and so that's what's going. So they have uh, ears that they could not hear, mm-hmm. They uh, that they should not hear. They could not hear anymore because... Um, they they got hardened, 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 yep, hardened and therefore mm-hmm. you just the word of the Lord just rolls it, right it off. Can come, it, it just rolls right off. It doesn't yep. even phase well, you. Well, that's what Jesus would say too. Having ears, they do not hear, or um, uh, you know, hear, listen. Would often say, "Who he who has ears to hear, let him hear, mm-hmm. or let him listen, let him understand, let him comprehend." Be wise to understand the times in which we live and the will of God. And the Bible says in Ephesians, redeeming the time because the days are evil, being wise, circumspect, understanding what's going on. But you can't really get a good sense of what's going on if you don't know who you're listening to. And you are, and here's another problem. We're blind and we do, and deaf, and we do not realize it. This is double, this is double trouble because, you know, if people are blind or deaf, they usually know that and they've made uh, provision for that. They either have a walking stick or a seeing-eye dog or something that they they use to get around. and and But when we're blind and deaf and we think we hear, Jesus says in uh, the, the gospel, he says, if the light, that light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? So if what we're believing to be true is not true but looks true and we operate and it, it operates in us as truth and it's, it's nothing but a lie, a treacherous deception, then we are, he says, how exceeding great is that darkness, how impenetrable, how hard it is for people to back out of that kind of darkness when you don't even think you're wrong or in the darkness. Yeah, it it used to be, I think it was something back in the, in the hippie generation they'd said would be uh, tune out, turn off, tune out, something like that. There was, you know, there was like, let's just kind of drop out of society yeah. and form our own society and culture. 
and and it was just really weird and really bad. But well, that's the still, Lord that was rebellion. In. That was rebellion. There was rebellion there, but the Lord came in there. What what we call the Jesus movement, and many young people came to know Christ during that time. But here's the deal: is it who are you listening to, mm-hmm. and what you know? What are they saying? Yeah. You know, who are you listening to and what are they saying? And and so... We're listening to... We can be listening to ourselves. We can be listening to God. We can be listening to the devil who sounds like us or the tempter. We can be listening... He called the impersonator. We can be listening to other people. We can be listening to preachers or politicians or people. We can be listening to our own self-talk, the, the words and thoughts um, that go through our minds um, that we think are ours. Well, hear about you know hear about you hear a lot about self talk right now. Okay, what this is is it analyze that a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, it's your well, thought. What, it's, your thoughts based on your thinking experiences reasoning. or your you know your interpretation mm-hmm. of what you've experienced mm-hmm. and your interpretation of other people's opinions and views and what they've said about you, what mm-hmm. they've done to you. So that forms a kind of a a, a self talk, but what's involved there, Marjorie? Well, I think you kind of said it well. Self talk. You said it pretty well when you said, but we're we're listening to ourselves. But half the time we're listening to ourselves, we are assuming that we're listening to ourselves and that those are our thoughts, and not every thought you think you thought are thoughts you thought. Some of the thoughts you think you thought are thoughts the enemy, the tempter, wants you to think you thought. So he gets you to think you thought them and assume that they're yours and act on them as if they are yours and you don't question the source. So we're being trained to be persuaded to make our decisions based on what we think, what we feel, our circumstances, the voices of others, opinions, family, Facebook. I mean, everywhere out there, you know, people are trying to get a a piece of your mind to give you their thoughts implant. And this is Satan's working to implant we have the mind of Christ. That's what God wants us to have, the pure mind of Christ, to be able to discern good from evil. But you can't do that using your soul software. You can't do that using your reasoning, your mind, your thinking, your hearts, your, mo- your heart, or your emotions. You have to do that through the Spirit of God bearing witness with our spirit. But a lot of people don't do that. They don't check out what they're listening to and, and, and you know bounce it off of the Word of God or the Spirit of God. And so we uh, begin to uh, experience... Ourselves. Here's kind of it's kind of, it's a, a self fulfilling prophecy in a way. We think that our thoughts are valid, that our conclusions um, are our own expressions or expressions of ourselves. There are ideas, our words are our decisions. We are assuming that all of that is. There's no other outside influences. There's no. We're we're just making a free will decision here, but we don't realize that we have been programmed. The deliberate programming is a deliberate process. Um, Satan has used programming to program us down with stupid, you know, f- um, filling our souls with stupid. It's like like you start in fantasy. the fantasy, fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, illusions, entertainment, amusements, all of these things that fill our soul with stupid because we're not listening to the spirit. So um, we're in pursuit of things that don't really benefit us or satisfy us, and then we become anxious or we become empty or we become uh, desperate, lacking, searching. And so we begin to search even more deeply for the truth, but we're trying to find it in the wrong places. So um, even in, we don't realize how, I, I'm going back to the word deliberate. 
this process of programming and lying and indoctrination and brainwashing Satan has done to the human race. He, 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 you, we go back to the 50s, 60s, 70s. We see it. There was a point in our life in the 70s when we didn't watch television at all. Uh, we were kind of too busy running around doing the things for God. And when we happen to, you know, see a television with a program on, you know, like we go to the nursing home and see the TV on, I remember just being shocked. My mouth almost dropped I, to see what they were saying, thinking, doing on the TV and how what a stark contrast it was to what we were being taught and, 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 and shown through the Word of God. And yet that was tame compared to what we have today. Today there is no blushing. There's no shame. It's just outright blasphemous, evil, filthy lies, evil, filthy lies. And people are used to it. And they people don't, they are don't, except they're taking it in. They don't uh, and, and become embarrassed no, no or discernment, ashamed. Yeah. No discernment because because we're, we allow ourselves to be inundated with it. And a lot of times, you know, basically, you know, <laughs> shut the network TV off, shut the cable TV off. I mean, yeah, exactly. yeah you can you can maybe find... You know, you can maybe find a good hamburger what? in a dumpster, but that's about it. But here's <laughs> well, what, here's look, what God yeah. says: um, the uh, Romans twelve two. Do not be conformed to this world. The word conform means to, you know, if you have like a cake pan or a Jello mold, it conforms to that particular um, vessel utensil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and do not be conformed to this world, and and I think some paraphrases say don't let the world shape you shape you or pour you into its mold Mm -hmm. but be transformed not conformed but transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god so there's a there's a actual a need to for transformation in our thinking so transformation in our thinking uh the only way that that can come is if we have transformation in our hearing right what are we right. what are we actually listening to are right. we listening to the truth the word of god well you know what the word of god itself satan has used against us he misinterprets it he perverts it he you know counterfeits it whatever he all does but we have been through literally all of our lives every one of us from the moment you take breathe your first breath even before that in the womb years of decades and decades of lies spoken so constantly and consistently with such continu- you know, contrived authority. People speak with authority, like they're the expert, they're the informed, they're the professionals, they, they're the ones who know the answers. They, they speak with this authority that we just uh, submit to it. We don't ask any questions. We don't check out the sources. We have a little silly thing called fact-checking, but they just use fact-checking to confirm more lies most of the time. Um, right. to you know and we we're being really swept away by a an onslaught a river of lies of and the talking heads in everywhere the talking, every, the, the talking, that's why you have to turn it off the talking heads with um, with suits and uh, well and, don't and turn and us the, off the pretty <laughs> the pretty ladies that yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, that are anchoring and leading the talk shows so, leading the people so we're getting we're getting seduced yes by absolutely. you know so the bible says in the last days there would be many Put to sleep, too. seducing spirits and doctrines of, of devils. Demons, in yeah, other words, yeah. seducing things that pull us away from the Lord okay. and teachings yeah. that actually come from uh, satanic 
Jesus Christ Spirit. in the words of Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4 we hear we hear Jesus Christ speaking to the Father and he says the Lord God has given me now me there's capitalized so obvious it's it's a, it's pro- the prophet is saying this the w- the word of the Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me, again, referring to Jesus, morning by morning he awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. So he's going back to this fact that when you want to hear God, you you can't come and approach him with a spirit of, um, I'll do it myself, it's up to me, rebellion, I don't trust God. We have to come submitted to him, he says, uh, he he was not he he got up early in the morning he listened to God he learned from his father and he, and then it, it, the Lord showed him and it says verse seven for the Lord God will help me therefore I will not be disgraced therefore I have set my face like a flint and I know that I will not be ashamed uh, he is near who justifies me who will contend with me let us stand together so th- Jesus was confident that the Father would endorse and um, back him up and lead him in the truth. And so he wasn't afraid or ashamed or afraid of, of being dis- disgraced. Like so many of us, well, I'm going to look stupid. What will they think? What will they say? Um, you know, and it's kind of like there's, you know, vanity and worry about what people are going to say all the time. And so I think a lot of us conform to the words and expectations and advertisements and prognostications of the evil one just simply because we don't want to look stupid. But but following stupid will make you stupid, you know, if you're following them. Um, in Isaiah 28, 17, he says, um, also, um, I will make, uh, here we go. And I also, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet. It's kind of like a, a tool to get your vertical straight. Um, a carpenter's tool. The hall, the the hail, will sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters will overflow the hiding places. In other words, the waters of truth will overflow the hiding places, and and it will um flush out the rats, the refuge of lies, the things that that we believe and hold dear and hide in and and build our cases against are going to be exposed by the washing of the water, the word of God, the truth of God. Yeah, in, in Amos chapter 8, the Old Testament prophet Amos, he says uh, in verse 11, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And they shall, <clears throat> excuse me, they shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east they shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but shall not find it. In that day, the fair virgins and strong young men shall faint from, from thirst. So he's he's talking about here Today. the time of coming. Again, we mentioned about how there was such rejection of the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and basically he says, okay, the prophets came. There were Old Testament, for example, and same way now in our day. There were prophets from the Lord, true ones, and there were prophets from the enemy. Yeah. More, uh, false prophets outnumbered. Appearing to be prophets fa- right, of God. False prophets outnumbered the true prophets. prophets yeah, and, and this by, is the problem because a lot of these prophets present as, you know, speaking as, for as God. That's true. So, so mm-hmm. anyway, you know, so it says, okay, 
again, it's a kind of a judgment. He says, okay, you don't want to hear the word of the Lord, then it's not going to come to you. What's going to come to you is false teaching, false mm-hmm. false teaching, uh, uh, false prophecy. And, and anyway, th- here's there's two parts to this. It's, it's like either you're, it's, it's both things going on. At the so same the, time. At the same time. So the word of the Lord is coming, but you can't hear it. You can't hear it, like we read in, mm-hmm. in chapter. Eyes, but you do not see. Ears, that you do not hear. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, But then the false so the word. word. The word comes, and you, you can't hear the it. The true word. You, you can't hear. You're not able to hear the true word of the Lord. And the other part of it is that the wor- true word of the Lord is not even around anymore. Well, it's not then, coming because you have so many false prophets. And it's like, why should God keep speaking the truth to people who, who don't listen, who refuse okay. to listen. But the other side of that is too, you know, the the lie is coming and being presented as the truth because Satan knows that we're still built by God to want the truth. So he comes and dresses up the lie like the truth. So Jesus said in J- John eight forty four, Satan was he called him a liar, the father of lies, the father of liars, um, and those who have turned away from him through rebellion to be persuaded by and be used to persuade others of evil. So they're persuaded by the evil one and they believe the lies themselves. There's, there was no, he said, Jesus, there was no truth in him. And yet uh, Satan has preserved his ability to deceive, if possible, Jesus, even the very elect into believing his, really his smoke and mirrors, his scams, his shams, his special effects, his seductions. I mean, we're wowed and, in, and, and, and enticed, seduced by Satan's clever ways to present what, you know, the, 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 outer, the, uh, counter, the counterfeit, the imitation, the artificial, and make it to be real, just like he does in food. You know, you have the imitation blueberry-flavored, you know, uh, cereal, breakfast cereal. You have all of these kinds of things that are imitations that we have mm-hmm. come to appreciate our taste buds have come to acclimate to and and like the taste more than they do the real blueberry i mean so it's like after a while we're just we're we're reconditioned psychologically biologically reconditioned to believe and receive lies without questioning with not realizing that the real problem is the foundation the foundation was the original rebellion and rejection of the word of god because they weren't feasting on the word they weren't following him in the old testament in the new testament they've pushed it away it says faith comes by hearing the word of god in romans 10:17 but what are we hearing the word of god so the question the problem is how do we get back to freedom in really knowing and recognizing what the truth is? Well, or, or even recognizing the lies. Um, we, we, we have to realize that Satan has a motive here, and his motive is to cause us to um, be dissuaded, deceived, like the serpent did Eve. Um, that his, she did not, rec- her problem was she did not recognize the serpent as a deceiver. She didn't mm-hmm. recognize him as an enemy. She didn't recognize this as a spiritual assault against her innocence. She didn't recognize who was speaking to her. So the true identity and motives of those who are speaking to us, like the serpent, if we don't understand, they will seek to draw us away from God like he did Eve. And that became her downfall. The real deception was in that she believed she wasn't being deceived, that she was being, this was a good idea, 
a good piece of advice, you know, what's on that tree, no big deal. Well, God knows, maybe if I eat it, I'll know like what God knows. And so we don't recognize those who are coming to us as uh, talking serpents, as angels of light. Uh, and we don't recognize them as liars. This is the problem because you know what? Our spirit has to be uh, taught and trained and, and exposed to the word of God, his spirit, which is in the word of God, bearing witness with our spirit. So when you're familiar with God's spirit through God's word, then God's spirit will bear witness with your spirit what is true. And then you don't have to go with what I think, what I feel, what should I do, reasoning, because you're going to wait and see, well, what is the vision of the Lord? What is the word of the Lord in this matter? Um, and so we can walk in confidence now, um, you know, because the evil one is out there. There's no truth in him. Jesus said, no truth, none. It looks like truth. And that's the problem. Sa- serpent looked like a, a good guy, you know, like he wasn't, you know, trying to do anything out of, out of, out of, out of the ordinary. So another thing is, along with this, Marjorie, is that the we need to be taken up with the living Word, who is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Our per, our relationship with Him. This is this is something that we're not talking about a, a religious experience or just a rush once in a while. It's a daily living right. relationship Does, with yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ through mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, and also the living word and then the written word of God. What is, you know, in his word, in his law, uh, someone says he meditates day and night. Mm-hmm. So meditating and just hearing what the spirit of God, the spirit of God speaks to you about your life. It'll correct you. It'll instruct you. It'll train you in righteousness like Paul told Timothy. So, but you have to come to that place where you quiet down, settle mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. turn off the phone, get away from the computer yeah, screen. Actually, and, yeah. And, and get off Facebook, whatever. So much noise. And just so much get noise. Quiet and to hear what the Lord God is saying. I think, to I think you. the noise is to clutter and, and, you know, bring in that static and interference like you were talking about tuning in the radio. There's so much noise and other stuff going on in the background that we cannot ever hear the still small voice of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and yet here, going back to my example of the blueberries and the imitation and the fake and the lies and the counterfeits, Satan is actually using our appetite, our hunger for food to use that against us and poison us with the artificial. The same with our hunger for God. Satan is using our desire to know God, like with Eve, her desire was to know more about God, to know more about what was on the tree, to know more. And so Satan uses that desire to know, which actually is the bottom line um, lure, bait, hook of the occult. Yeah, yeah. to know more, to know the mm-hmm. hidden knowledge, hidden the forbidden knowledge. knowledge. But but here we are. So we have a desire, a hunger for God, and Satan knows that. Now, so how does how do you catch a fish? By using the hunger of the fish. So if the fish that you're... you're working for to catch you know fishing for is a believer is a believer you know you're you're not going to bait the hook with with something he's not hungry for you're going to bait the hook with something the believer wants eve wanted to know more about god um we want to know more about god the feel the presence of god be in the presence of god have a revelation of god um the anointing the presence you know, the will of God, all these things Satan actually is using as bait 
because he knows we're hungry and he knows we're going to grab into that hook or come into agreement with that hook. And I've got to explain one thing here that this is a personal experience that just happened like within the last week. And it's about, it's about deception. It's about treachery. It's one of the things that a lot of people uh, that are hungry for God are getting hooked into. And, and, and it's something that looks so good. It sounds so good. It sounds so edifying. It builds hope. It builds a sense of, of love and comfort in the people. The words are all of that, you know, but it is coming from a source of deception. Uh, and what I'm talking about is like, um, you know, uh, in our hunger for God and desiring, like I said, his presence, his voice, his word, we have a new kind of deception. Um, th- these are uh, articles, these are devotionals, these are words, these are blogs, whatever they are, they're sent through Facebook, whatnot, that speak uh, things that are written and spoken as if they are Jesus talking to us or God calling us with words, like I said, of encouragement or hope or love. But they are deceptive words because the one speaking them is not Jesus, the Son of God. It could be a false Jesus, but Jesus, the Son of God, speaks to us in our spirit. But he speaks to us personally. He speaks to us through a revelation, through a thought, through, a, through a, the Holy Spirit comforting us. He doesn't, you know, and, and so the, the deception is that the one who is speaking these words I, you know, I am with you. I will love you. And I, but they're using some of the word of God and sprinkling it with other things. So it actually becomes like someone, a spirit, an enemy who is channeling to sound as if it is God talking to you. And the fruit of it is deception because, you know, it's so subtle. It's so very subtle that people are passing these things around and I, I wonder if you get what I'm talking about. I don't have an example in front of me right this second. But you've these books, these words, are they're talking as if Jesus Christ or the Holy Spirit is talking directly to you. But, he's, but these are not, they're not using the, the word out of the word, the, the words out of the Bible. They're using the words um, that they've put together to create some sense of comfort or whatever, but it's not complete. It's not the source is it's more like a channeling of the word of God than it is you going to read the word of God in its full context and in its full measure under the authority and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So with these things, and then we pass these around to be God. We pass them around and send them through Facebook as if it's God speaking and this is God's word to you. It may be, you know, uh, God's word to me has to come through the Holy Spirit and it can come through other people, through their words of encouragement, through their prayers and prayer, uh, you know, and, 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 and encouragements. But to write something as if it is God speaking to you or speaking those words, and it's not the Bible, it's not, it, it's, it's made up, it's patched together. And then we take it as a, as a place of, worry, of edification. But what is the ultimate fruit of it? The ulti- we have to go back to the fruit and the origin of where these things are coming from. And Satan comes, like Paul says in Romans, um, or 1 Corinthians 11, he says he comes as an angel of light. Here it is. I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians. He says, I'm going to read this, verse 1. Oh, that you would bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed that you do bear with me. For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. 
For I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve, she was hungry, she wanted to know more about God, deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Um, For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, so you see there can be other Jesuses that are preached, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received from us, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may fall for it. You may put up with it. So he's saying there couldn't, there can be false Jesuses, there can be false spirits, different spirits, uh, different gospels that are coming, looking like the true gospel. And he says in verse 13 of that same chapter 11, he says, for such are false apostles, deceiving, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. So we see here, this is a treacherous thing that is, Paul was warning about way back in, to the Corinthians. They were already coming up with false Jesuses, different gospels, different spirits, and presenting them under the guise of the one true gospel of Jesus Christ. But if the fruit that comes out of this is not from the kingdom of heaven, if it's not righteousness, peace, and joy, if it brings any kind of disruption, confusion, uh, you know, stress, anxiety, it is not from heaven. Yeah, it, it can be like a, a false comfort, even though yeah. in, in some of these materials there's principles and truths there about God and about his care for us and so forth, but it's it's uh, it, it's misused. Put, it's put forth as a personal word that you can. It's kind of mm-hmm. that everybody can glean from, but it it's it might ignore the context of uh, of where you are in your life and Mislead. what God is mm-hmm. actually really saying to you. About Here's your the life. deal: if you read a devotional and that person is writing that devotional as a teaching. That's one thing. As yep. a teaching, they're teaching That's you out of good. what they see out of the word. This is the word. This is the verse. I'm teaching you. Here's you know. an application yeah. of this word. That's that, fine. That's, a, that's, that's, a that's different, teaching. Different. But if they're, they're giving you the word as if, as if it's God speaking to you, but it's not God speaking. It's them writing those words to you. It's not a teaching then. It's, it's a deception because it's not, you're not being said, this is a teaching. You're saying, this is Jesus. This is Jesus talking to you. You're not saying, oh, this is a teacher teaching me what Jesus said and how Jesus taught us to live. This is a deception because that person is pretending and, and, and misleading into believing that this is Jesus talking to you because you're hungry to hear the word of God, the voice of God. So th- this is how subtle and how involved and how deceptive and deep these lies can go and people... Uh, love these things. They love these, these, um, they're kind of like, you know, like you said, Jerry, they're kind of, they bring a little bit of encouragement and hope and blah, blah, blah. But I would rather find that verse of hope and encouragement in the Psalms or in the Proverbs and read it as God's Holy Spirit inspired word showing me through the Holy Spirit that passage for my life right now, rather than reading it out of somebody else's channeling. Um, So again, be discerning in when you're if you're reading a devotional that's a teaching or you're listening to a sermon and he's he's not saying even the prophets 
this is another problem because the prophets oftentimes speak, you know, as if it, they're hearing from God and God is saying this, this, and this, and this is going to happen or whatever, whatever. Um, that is, yes, there are prophets in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, there were prophets who spoke things that didn't come to pass immediately. That was maybe 600 years, maybe a delay of a thousand years, who knows, 400 years before that thing came to pass. And these were men of God and God was honoring their word by saying, is it not as it is written or in to fulfill the prophecy or the scripture says, so they would, God would actually fulfill these words like the, the, the Jeremiah and the various ones who said, well, Jesus can be betrayed with 30 pieces of silver or the, the, he didn't say Jesus. He said, you know, the lamb of God or however he referred to it. But so then that was fulfilled. But there are many prophets who speak as if they're God speaking. That's the same problem. They're being channeled by a lying spirit that is causing them to mislead the people deliberately. So again, your spirit has to be in tune with God's spirit. And then God's spirit will say, mm, mm, something's wrong. Here. Mm, that's, that's, that's not right. Mm, there's, there's an issue here so that you're not deceived because that's why God gave us a spirit, a human spirit. And then he said, um, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. But God has revealed those things to us that we might know. So God's spirit wants to bear witness with our spirit to confirm the true the truth of what God wants us to understand. Again, you you cannot receive all of that, uh, the, the Spirit of God confirming the word and truth through any other means than his Holy Spirit bearing witness to us with our spirit. And he will confirm it through the word. He will confirm it maybe through a circumstance. He will confirm it through uh, an, um, someone encouraging or a word spoken over us. But it's a word for us spoken by God through his spirit, through his prophets. So what I'm saying is there are many ways we can be deceived through the writings and the words uh, of those who are speaking as if they're Jesus's, if they're bringing it a false or a different gospel, prophets, writers, authors, but go, go back to the word of God. See what the word of God actually says and take that as your basis of truth, not some other um, source that may sound like God. And so just stay anchored in the word of God, stay filled with the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to give you this, the gift of discerning of spirits. That's why he gave us that, because we need that. Yeah, it is so vital. You know, the story is told about someone that um, was going to um, skydive and uh, he was telling his friend about his experience skydiving. He said, well, you know, they gave us instruction for about 10 minutes and they had us do this. And he said, wait a minute. He said, you're going to jump out of a plane at you know several thousand feet in the air, and you only have ten you only have ten minutes of instruction as to what to do, and and he said, "Yep, that's right." He says, "But when when you know you're going to jump out of a plane, you listen mm -hmm. real carefully." That's very important. And every mm -hmm. day we're like going to jump out of a plane, mm -hmm. so we better listen. We better listen because every day. There's potential disasters for us. There's yep. potential mm -hmm. blessing and accomplishment for us every day, every day. So let's listen. Let's listen to the Spirit of God. And let's trust listen him. to mm -hmm. the Word of God. Uh -huh. Tune out other things, other voices, and say, here I am, Lord. Spend your time knowing and getting to know the Word of God because the Spirit of God and the Word of God tell you of God, who He is. And the Spirit connects the dots, puts the pieces in place, gives you an understanding, a revelation, a comprehension. And if you are seeking God 
the you know it's his job to keep us from being deceived so you can say lord you know my heart i am seeking you you know the treachery out there you know what satan's trying to do even in my hunger he's trying to feed me poison so lord god i pray that my appetite will be in you and that you will lead me because i you know god is the one if you're loving the truth god will not allow satan to send you a strong delusion to believe a lie for you know indefinitely you may get tricked i may get tricked to teach to, to bring us to a place of truth and understanding but i have to go back to god and say god i'm your problem i am not smart enough to outsmart the devil i'm not strong enough to outlast him and you're gonna have to protect me deliver me cover me take care of me and that is where we develop that place of, of trust and rest and reliance upon god upon his goodness upon his faithfulness upon his word upon his spirit and that's all he wants is for us to be as little children you know come to him as little children trusting that he is good all the time and that he will lead us into all truth and we don't have to find our own way like eve she was trying to find her own way and and lost her way yeah, and as his sheep, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Yep, there you go. And and James says, don't be just uh, forgetful hearers, mm-hmm. but doers. Don't just hear, but do what he says. So thank you, Lord God, that you did say, my sheep know my voice. And you've given us that understanding and recognition right in our spirit, your spirit bearing witness with our spirits, that we will walk in the truth and not be deceived by these end days treacheries that are very subtle and very deceptive, and hardly nobody ever even really considers that as a possible deception. So, Father, I pray you'd open our eyes, open our ears. We're not rebellious. We want to be like Jesus, being awakened morning by morning to hear what the Lord says. And, Lord, I pray that each one of us would would quiet down, that you'd cause our, us to turn off those noisy things. It's just, if you make a note of pay attention how when you go out into public, into the shopping, into the wherever, there's always music, there's elevator music, there's there's noise everywhere. Um, just 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 to distract us, to keep us hyper, to keep us from settling down and being at peace and walking in, in your in your goodness. So Lord, cause our minds and our hearts to settle down in the peace of Jesus, quiet our souls that we might hear with our spirits and we're not rebellious. So God, cause us, cause everyone here to settle down, that the anxiety will go away, the doubt, the double-mindedness will go away, Father, and you'll give us your pure, holy, precious, love, loving word through your spirit bearing witness with our spirits. Amen. Okay, and so, by the way, check us out at liferecovery.com for your latest in weapons, what you can learn. These are things that God shows, uh, has shown us through the word of God through many years, and we're very excited about them. So today, let's talk about, um, uh, which one should we talk about today? What about why can't I concentrate? Why can't I concentrate? Oh, that's a good one. That's a CD, or you can get it as an MP3. Um, It talks about the spirit of deaf and dumb. Interesting. Why can't I hear? Because I'm deaf. Okay, so why can't I concentrate? Now, God bless you. Quiet down, settle down, simplify, and spend a little more time in the Word. Jesus bless you. The Son of God loves us. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? you.
because there's a war for your soul.